Yo, what's up everyone? This is V, aka Vernon English, once again, letting you guys know that this is the Hearing Colors to Kill Sounds podcast, and uh, I actually, you know, brain farted and actually, you know, mislabeled uh, it, but it is Spiky Bebop, S-P-I-K-E-E-B-E-B-O-P. That used to be my Instagram uh, back when I first started my business. And, um, yeah, this is basically a writer's room slash ridiculous nerd uh, admissions of, you know, for the podcast series and any obscure things that go on in the writer's head. And pretty much the process of a daily, uh, I don't know, discourse of what a regular conversation would go on uh, dealing with the writer. Uh, exceptionally if you are or claim to be or have just claimed to be a writer it's not some crazy mystical brotherhood of you know obscure thinking but uh, it does take some acumen or at least a perceptive eye to see you know things that people have done since I suppose antiquity and started writing symbols down and started writing uh, their feelings and expressions that could not be personified in said words so yes say that five times fast hit the subscribe button let somebody know thank you to all the listeners shouts out to all the other podcasters in the la area i usually do it in my what do you call this garage but i always feel inclined to do it when i feel you know something on my chest as uh inspiration goes and obviously this is a constant thing and i'm you know i'm not I'm soaking it up. <laughs> All of what everybody has been laying as far as the tracks. And it's a very, I love it, a communal discourse of things that people unanimously understand on a street level and, you know, unanimously dismissing things that, once again, they we don't vibe with. And it's not just a we type thing. It's a, a thing where even if someone vibes with it, like that's a part of life. I mean, that's a God-given, you know, opportunity to think about something. But as a writer and as someone observing social media and observing uh, the name in, it, in itself. And, you know, I consider the Internet the streets 2.0 and a lot of people don't understand what I mean by that. <laughs> that anything and everything is being said and not even in the the serious matter or tone you get you have to understand how someone uh, means something even if it's a, a type setting or meaning as if they, they put it in a different uh, font or text and even if it's emoji type setting even if they put a meme type with something uh i come from the generation where it means something totally different and I, I, there's the business side of it and then there's the serious side of it and I'm observing all of the, the different sides of how you know different news channels come with things and have you know evolved and have adapted to the change in times where things have come in a wrapped up 30 second format and not only to attribute uh, to people's attention span but to you know kind of cater to a lot of different things so I'm just jumping in on and tapping in with a lot of different things that are going on in society and and I like it It, it's a really great conversation that has been presented a lot of uh, PC or you know things that usually people wouldn't talk about 
uh, has been uh, the forefront of conversations and uh, wondering where we will be uh, 50 years from now, 20 years from now, 10 years from now, and something that, you know, the next generation can be proud of versus us uh, being proud of the problems that we left them. <laughs> I'd rather not, you know, have my, my son and somebody looking up to me like, yo, that's what y'all was doing? Like, y'all was just like arguing with people and y'all didn't come up with no solutions? Like, <laughs> I'd rather not, like, have him like think of me that way I want to just have it as a creative aspect and me you know creating a, an environment where there was none previous or uh, creating an aspect in a, a territory or a what do you call this a journey and you know establishing something for others to do their their own thing so that, that's pretty much it uh, writer's room for anybody uh, just to get on the, the subject of this matter, like, this is, okay, I'm not going to curse. It's crazy how I look at certain things and people bring it back to my, you know, view. Like, I've been watching Inuyasha, I've been watching Cowboy Bebop, I've been watching Outlaw Star, really love Venture Brothers. I'll go into Venture Brothers and how in-depthful that is and how awesome that series is. Uh, spoiler alert, I'm not going to spoil anybody. It's just a great uh, written show um, by people who are fans of original series, uh, Hanna-Barbera from the 19, what, 60s? It was when the Flint Flintstones was around, 1960s? And um, the television shows and character tropes uh, from those series and then comic books that they write into uh, Venture Brothers and how the characters are like offshoots of themselves and not... Uh, <laughs> horrible characterizations, but uh, what would you call great egregious satires of themselves and a real world aspect to it. And I've always been a fan of that show. It's a crazy series. I can go into the characters and Johnny Quest and all the other type of stuff. Uh, how the characters look. You get. I, I'm pretty sure they have a booth at Comic Con and how popular they are. But, yeah, the series probably ended in, like, 2010 or something like this, 20, 2009, maybe, about seven seasons. But it was really legit, uh, if anybody gets the opportunity to check it out. But I'm going to go back and rewind it to Batman Beyond because people keep on bringing it up. Like, it's something other people have observed but have not known about. Or they, it's kind of like a cult classic, uh, something with the comic books, and now people are pressing for more content type deal. And I feel that even in uh, the continuity of the next 50 years, uh, only the writers, if it like Snyder or somebody got any of the rights to it, would do something with. But the original content is so indepthful. Somebody just, I looked on YouTube and they put in a whole. 30 second vid on how the, the series was popping and I'm like I couldn't have said it any more better like yo word word to the WB like it was a really really good series developing Batman re like thrusting it 50 years into the future Batman being old and you know him being a miser in his own craft but then this young guy coming and his name was Terry the retcon of him actually being 
Batman's kid. That was kind of weird, though, because I don't know. Maybe in, like, Justice League movie they was alluding to it, and then, like, uh, Amanda Waller got hold of Batman's DNA, and so then they replicated some clone and then put the DNA in Terry's father, and then Terry's father and mother had him, so then technically he... It was weird. But anyway, I figured it was a good series, and... Uh, just the development of a character that a lot of people thought of as brooding and you know Terry was not that Terry had a girlfriend <laughs> like Terry was a younger version of a futuristic world where cards uh, had all credits and things like this uh, the clubs were different the styles were different even the, what they were talking about uh, their slang was different they were talking about like Shway or Schwarbitz like, <laughs> like only super nerds from like 1997 if they were like 10 years old would remember a series after school special of Batman Beyond and the original uh, the animated series or TAS Batman series which uh, was good too I'm not a super Batman fan like I honestly uh you could probably give me like a C on scale from A to B uh, of how you know you know of the Batman knowledge and the lore. Uh, there's so much. There's so many different writers that write every year. Have my hats off to them for continuing the craft. Uh, that's the part that you sign up on in being a creative and being a part of um, this thinking as a writer. Like there's people that you know observe craftsmanship but then too they are super fans and when you take that responsibility and that mantle you have to understand that people are looking at what you're doing and how you're creating it if it makes sense and if it doesn't make sense and also if it sounds like something else and so not to overthink or overanalyze something um, because all artists and all writers do that and have this, you know, essential blank page and then try to craft something that is indicative of their own style. But you have to understand that you have to go through your craft and know what you like and know what you don't like. So it doesn't sound like a fucking report and it doesn't feel like fucking work. And you know that. Like, naturally, the things you love are already there. <laughs> As soon as you open your eye, like, it's there in front of your face, and you personally navigate it. The, the, the problem that I find with artists is them knowing, you know, how to correlate that into a translation. So basically, like, changing to something that they got, and then breaking it down, and then breaking it into something, or building it into something new that is, you know, their style. And my only suggestion for someone, and I'll show you uh, just as a style and how I incorporated it from that series, but uh, you have to observe how you look at things and then to not spend so much time trying to, you know, overanalyze and like I say, overthink it. It could be like a process of something, a list that you could write, a mental list in your head. You could be like, yo, I like this, 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 I'll take that. I'll omit that and then I'll just twist that in this and play with it, you know, and live with it for a few weeks before you even put something 
down the paper and make sure you even explain it to someone else to make sure that your story makes sense. Does this scenario make sense? If you saw this character, would you think that this and this, you know what I'm saying, like, ask someone. And if you don't, you can be super hypothetical or you could just not ask anyone and then just put it down the paper. You go through your own processes and see what works for you. But as long as something is working, that's the difference between you being one of those writers and writers that don't write. Those are two separate things. And once again, those small steps will, you know, eventually continue as a completed project. And even if it's not a completed project, it's the sharpening of the sword. So that when one day somebody asks you, like, hey, you said you were a writer? What, what do you write? How do you write? And you can clearly, you know, translate what it is that you can do. Uh, even if it's t typed out, if it's written, you know what I'm saying, penmanship, whatever. So, basically for me, and what I took from the Batman Beyond series, and I've said this many times before, was basically the characterization of how in-depthful the characters can be. And Terry McGinnis, and even Batman himself, obviously have multiple layers of, you know, just stories, them going through things, um, dealing with loss, but then too, uh, overcoming that, and then dealing with this dregs and under part of the city, while still maintaining this sense of like detectivism and uh, ability to uh, look past one's uh, initial surface. And it's not just, you know, not trusting of people. It's kind of like a, a development. And I developed this part of my story from two different types of characters. And one of them uh, was Onyx. And I obscured his name uh, just by naming him Onyx. Uh, and then I like you know, split him off into two characters. One was like this giant um, guardian and the other was Onyx. And he was essentially this kind of like firefighter type of character, um, this genius uh, who awoke in his uh, shed. But then like he heard all this like yelling, screaming, you know, raging, pillaging, whatever you want to call it, fires off in the distance. And so in his head, obviously, you know, when you think of waking up with no memories, you're like, well, <sighs> flight or flight response. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to go that way towards what it sounds like suffering, so I'm going to go the opposite direction. But this character wakes up and goes towards the direction of what it was that people usually would go in the opposite direction. And I don't, you know, depict him as like a firefighter or anything like this, but. I mean, I even have characters literally asking him, like, wait, wait, we're going this way, why are you going that way? And he basically just says that this was just something that he does. Like, this is, I mean, if you wake up and you're breathing air, then him helping his fellow man to, you know, assist in this time of whatever was essentially what he felt. And it's not, like, this sense of, like, dregs. It's almost because they're in, like, this society... Uh, out there in the meadows in like these outskirts and I describe the different settings as such but I will continue the story um, because he had like this council of people who he was helping and essentially was like at a council helping refugees but then he had like you know almost I don't even hint off at you know mythical stories of deciding um, how certain things would be 
but I, I really break it down because when you don't have memories, right? And I'll give you a scenario, and I'll end with this, of, you know, people mass amnesia. So people forgetting a whole bunch of different things. Um, anything is possible just from someone uh, claiming it as such and, you know, stating that this was how this was usually uh, how, it, how it was and will be and stated why and the reasoning and giving implicit details versus someone who is, you know, aloof and still questioning, you know, who they are um, is very damning things uh, to self-proclaim. And so it's kind of like a self-navigation system where I designed the characters to negate uh, certain, you know, craftiness and or scams from people attempting to best someone, especially if it's like not even fucking making sense. Like someone who is claiming that their skin color is better than someone else off of intelligence and claiming ownership of someone else based off of these facts. Um, clearly, uh, there is no proven thing. I don't even have books, CDs, or anything written in the word. So, literally, this character breaks down on an analysis and asks these questions that are very damning uh, to another character as to why he thinks this way. And uh, I, I'm just going to go and, and go into a little bit more detail on that. So, that's one of those things, as I tell you, um, there's always inspiration around you. I'm going to watch some Batman Beyond later today and uh, trip out on that. <laughs> and uh, I appreciate you guys so much. This is the Hearing Colors to Kill Sounds podcast. Uh, word up to anybody on the West Coast. Peace, peace.